What is going on, everybody? Happy what's that, Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Uh, we're coming at you with our second episode of the Think and Grow Rich Mindset series. And we got a good one today. I said every single week, but this one is a good one. Um, and if you have the desire uh, and the fire under your butt, then this is going to be a really good one for you. So that is actually the first step in the 13 Steps to Riches, which is desire. And so uh, before we dive into uh, desire and really like how this relates to you, not only just accumulate riches, but honestly how you accumulate anything in life or how do you achieve any goal? Because uh, obviously the whole goal of this is to obviously like this whole book is based on uh, wealth, but we are huge believers that all the principles that apply to wealth also apply to health and vice versa. So like if you want to get healthy first, then you can apply this to, to wealth. And like if you're already wealthy, you can apply this to your health as well. So be before we dive in, we take a deep dive on uh this this the step two riches um i have two awesome guests with me today and um i'm gonna let them introduce themselves tell them who you who they are so you can uh, understand why you should be listening to them so first off we'll start with um mr tim cruz why don't you tell the people out there who you are my friend what's going on guys my name is coach tim i'm a coach over at bsb wealthy body coaching um i'm a self-proclaimed meathead slash nerd which means i love learning and i love picking heavy things up and setting it down repeatedly um, but really, my passion and uh, what fills my cup is helping people realize, manifest, and ultimately achieve the strongest, best versions of themselves. So whether that be through health and fitness, through uh, belief breakthrough, through self-confidence, um, any facet of life, I love helping people grow and reach their fullest potential. Like that's what gets me going. That's what drives me in the morning. Oh yeah, hell yeah. I'm excited to have you on here today, Tim and Mr. John Bodnar. Tell people out there who you are, my friend. All right. My name is John Bodnar, as you said, and I am also a coach at BSB Wealthy Body Coaching. And my purpose in life, I've been toying around with, with how to describe it lately. And, and I've got a really good one now. My purpose in life is to teach people how to take, take actions that actually serve them now to believe in both themselves and the actions that they're taking in order to achieve whatever they want. And like, that's, that's what gets me going. That's what drives me. And it's something I've experienced for myself. And I'm just so grateful to, to share that with people around me. I think, I think, you know, like just a little sentence to that is like, we always say like, it's always important to lead from the front. And so we're constantly involved. We're constantly changing. So as we grow, uh, you know, your intro now is growing, it's changing. Right. So that's cool. So without further ado, let's go ahead and let's dive into step number one of the 13 steps to riches inside the rich, or excuse me, inside the Thinking Grow Rich um, series, desire. So uh, there's actually six steps inside desire that we're going to talk about today. And the first one is going to be like fix in your mind the exact amount of money which desire. And so this is again straight from the book, but uh, if we were actually to, to, uh, to translate this into health, it's like like fixing your mind the exact amount of weight you want to desire or exactly you want to look in the mirror. Um, and I think like the number one step or the number one piece to desire is actually just knowing what the hell you want. So uh, Tim, I'll let you start off with this one. And like, why is that so important for people to actually have this, like this fixation on whether it's health, whether it's wealth, have, have something to strive for. Well, before uh, we, we dive into that, I think it's really cool um, slash paramount that, that uh, we're talking about money because uh, money is a really good uh, measuring stick for progress, right? Like, like for instance, um, if, if maybe we're talking about quality of life or happiness, like there's no like numerical value we can assign to it. I mean, we could like assign a zero to 10 scale, but money's easy. Like you have more money in the bank account, you know, you're doing better financially. Like it's a really easy measuring stick. So before we dive into like 
the, the X's and O's here. I think it's important to realize that this is just a transferable skill and we use money because money is easy to measure, right? So when we talk about fixing our mind on the exact amount of money we wish to desire, we're really talking about setting goals. We're talking about setting a specific target that is measurable and achievable. So that way we can actually figure out whether or not what we're doing is working. Um, so when it comes to money, like let's say you wanna make $100,000 a year, you know you need to make, what is that? $8,333 per month to hit that $100,000 a year. And you know you can actually even reverse engineer that even further to how much money you need to make per day to hit that $8,333 per month. Um, it makes it very, very mathematical. Um, so I think that's the same way with, with weight loss. If you want to lose 50 pounds in five months, you know, you got 10 pounds a month to lose. And so I think that's, that's the first part is, is, is being able to set that goal. But before we get into the goal, which is kind of the whole point of this thing, we have to have the desire to do it in the first place. And desire is a very big word. It's not just simply like, yeah, I'd like to have a hundred thousand dollars. Like, no, you have to want to have a hundred thousand dollars. Like you have to want to lose that 50 pounds. Um, someone argue you have to want it more than anything else in your life. Like it needs to be one of your top priorities for you to take the actions required on a daily basis to make it a reality. Yeah, and I think what you said right there is very powerful and the aspect of like, okay, you wanna lose 50 pounds, you wanna make $100,000, but why? Like why? Like how would you like me better you, length, you weighing 50 pounds less? How would you like me better with you making $100,000 a year? It's like, oh, they start to think about that. It's like, that's actually the thing, right? And then mm -hmm. it might be another layer on top of that too. Uh, but like ultimately money, or weight loss by themselves are not really that cool, right? They're actually not that fulfilling. And it's like, but what they can, what they can bring you, the freedom they can give you, the peace of mind they can give you, that's, you know, that's really where uh, I think Tim is what you just basically said right there is like understanding why you want those things. Um, John, give me your thoughts on why having a target is so important. If you don't know what you're shooting at, you're probably not going to hit it. Unless you're absurdly lucky, in which case you won't even know that you hit it. So in order to and actually to actually take the proper steps necessary to hit a certain goal, you have to know exactly what that goal is. Like if your goal is to, I want to make more money this month than I made last month, which reasonable goal. But you have to know how much you made last month in order to beat that. And or if you want to lose 30 pounds, you have to know what that goal weight actually is, because maybe, maybe you want to lose 30 pounds, but you actually have 40 to lose. Maybe you only have 20 to lose. Just because you want to lose 30 pounds doesn't mean it's actually the right goal for you. So you need to know what your destination is in order to actually. Yeah. And we always ask people, anytime anybody who joins the program, we always have like, what's your target? What's your goal? Like, oh, I don't really care about weight loss. Like some people might say that, I'm like, it's okay. Where do you feel like, then where do you see yourself feeling the best at? Right. It's always important to have a target because like, we all know like, again, losing weight will not fulfill you. Like, uh, like, like what, the amount of weight you lose is really that, that important. But what is important is having that target. It's having that weight, like Tim said, have a way to measure, have a way to know if we're getting better or we're getting worse. And ultimately, that's what a target, that's what having the exact amount of money in this case or exact amount of, of weight loss, that's why it's important to have that target, right? And again, yeah. like, it's, One, sorry, go for it, go for it. If someone tells you that it's not important, like having a target, that's evidence of a bad coach because then it's hard to tell them that they're not doing a good job, mm. right? Like, no, you're getting better. Prove it. How, how do you prove it? Yeah. Like, no, we, good coaches keep data. Good coaches track things. And then they make sure we adjust things to make sure you're moving towards your target. If you don't have a target, we can do whatever the hell we want. And I can just tell you, no, trust me, you look better. I'm feeling like I'm doing better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, this. So now that now that we know that we have a 
you know, that, that, that we need a definite goal. We have definite purpose. Uh, now it's like, what do you actually intend to give in return for the money desire? Or what do you intend to give for you to lose the 50 pounds, to lose the 30 pounds? And I think this is actually really a really important piece, uh, uh, important, what's the word I'm looking for? Topic, um, variable is just that like you have to give in order to get, like there is no such thing as something for nothing. I think, and especially in the diet industry and even in the, in the wealth industry, it's like, oh yeah, like you can make all this money. You don't have to really do anything. Just touch a button, right? You have to lose 50 pounds. All you gotta do is like pop a pill. All you gotta do is like eat, just not eat carbs. Like it's really easy. Uh, anytime that you hear that you can get something for nothing, you should run away because legitimately there is no such thing as something for nothing. Now, I wanna, wanna piggyback that with like, there is better ways, there is efficiencies, there is hacks. Right? There is better ways than others, but ultimately, um, how you actually end up getting really good at those things and how come those, like, those hacks become prevalent is by actually doing some work beforehand, usually in order to make that piece easier. Right? And so ultimately, just because you're seeing what's happening right now, it might look really easy, but maybe the work was done back here. Ultimately, there's always work to be done, whether it's on the front end, the back end, uh, there's always something that needs to be given in return. And so, uh, John, I'll start with this one. Like, why do you think this is important for, 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 for people to understand like, what they need to give uh, or what they're willing to give in order for them to actually, you know, get that hundred thousand dollars or get that 50 pounds off. So, so let's say you have a goal of, of losing 50 pounds, but you're not willing to stop eating pizza every night. Yeah. And then in that case, you're probably not going to hit your goal. Therefore you can only deduce that it's literally more important for you to have pizza every night than it is for you to lose 50 pounds. Yeah. So it's a way to, to set your priorities and, and actually maybe even tweak your goal at the same time. If you say, okay, I want to make $100,000 a year, but I'm only going to get to spend like two hours a week with my wife, maybe that's not worth it. Maybe, maybe you have to find a different way to do it. Maybe it'll take longer. But, but until you are actually willing to, to sacrifice and know what you're willing to sacrifice, it's really in the same, the same area as not knowing what you want. Like you're not going to get there because you're just going to be frustrated either, either by giving up too much or by not giving up enough. And either way, you're not going to have the life that you want. So you need to find what that balance is. You can be really aggressive with it. You can be not aggressive at all. As long as you know that it's going to get you there, you get to choose that. And I think the piggyback that is that some people think about like this being forever. Like, like oh, like, I need to give up pizza forever. And ultimately, it's understanding that there's seasons. There's seasons where you need to go all in. There's seasons where you need to like not be balanced. We talk about this idea of like work-life balance or like balance with food. And like, I'm actually a huge believer that you need to have moments in your life where you're not balanced at all. Like you need to go all in, you get the momentum going. And then there's, there might be a time when you need to, you need to pull back a little bit because now you're getting too far balanced the other way. Like an example would be like making money. It's like, I'm going all in my business. I'm going to make, I'm going to make all the money because I'm going to work my ass off until I get there. And all of a sudden you, you work your ass off. All of a sudden, then you don't see your wife anymore. And all of a sudden your, your relationship starts to, to crumble. Maybe you don't see your kids or your dogs anymore. And then you're like, why am I working so hard? Well, it's for my kids and my, and my, and my, and my wife and my, and my puppy that I hardly ever see. It's like, oh, now, now this is ass backwards right and then but that's okay like that's actually normal make the, then make the change like say okay I, i'm gonna pull back because like now i actually have some some financial resources that i can play with i'm not i don't need to make payroll i don't i don't need to like live paycheck paycheck anymore i actually have some flexibility and you can like pull it back a little bit and so people i think are so afraid that to do or, or maybe they're either so afraid to go all in or they just don't understand the idea of of seasons in your life and uh, I honestly think that's why people don't go all in is because like, they're still like, I got to do this forever. Like if I give up pizza, then I got to get pizza forever. And that's just not mm -hmm. the case. So actually I want to, want to tell a story about that. So my dad, my dad is a business owner. He's, he's been, a, he's owned it for 
think 30 years now, if not more. I don't even know how old he is at this point, but a long time. And your dad has got to be old, man. Yeah, so old, right? <laughs> Let's see. He'll be, he just turned 58. So he's on, yeah, he's on for 30 years now. And when, when I, when you and I started talking, Logan, about like actually getting connected and I'm, I'm a business owner as well. And he was telling me stories about like, okay, here are the things that you never saw because he's, he has a really good life right now. He works not very much, makes a lot of money, has to travel every so often. But there were times when he was starting up that like, I got up at 2 a.m. Somebody called me. I was the guy there at 2 a.m. to do the job, to, to, to make the money that I had to make. I would, I would leave mom at home with, with the kids because I had to go make money. I had to go do it. And it's like, it wasn't forever, but, but it's important to know that just like you said, Logan, like there are times in your life, there are seasons where that is necessary. I'm in one of those seasons right now. I'm working a ton and I'm loving it, but I am making other sacrifices along the way. And it's, but it's worth it because I know that it's not forever. And I know that things are changing, like even in a few weeks, right? Like good things are changing for, for that, that season. But until you're willing to, to be in those seasons, you have a heck of a time getting where you want to be, whether it's with weight loss, whether it's with, with wealth or even relationships. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices on the other end to, to have a solid relationship with, with the people that you care about. And Tim, I want you to make this this um, this correlation into fitness since you're just literally going into a show, which I think is like the ultimate season, right? So if you can kind of make this make this transition from money into into health through kind of what you're going through, which is you know a huge show here. So I think before uh, I say anything, I want to preface this by the level of sacrifice is directly proportionate to the level of your goal that you have set. So. If you think about anybody at the very top of their game, whether it's finance, athletics, uh, any field, Elon Musk, you know, um, Jeff Bezos, uh, LeBron James, they there's no such thing as balance in their life. Like balance does not exist. Yes, they understand seasons. That's why they're like an NBA. There's obviously the off season and there's preseason and I mean, there's different seasons of life. But I guarantee that LeBron James, 99.9% of his bandwidth is consumed with being the best basketball player of all time. Same with Michael Jordan. Anybody that met Michael Jordan or talked about Michael Jordan, uh, there was that, uh, what was it called? The Last Dance, that, that really good documentary. Like he was neurotic as hell. Jeff Bezos, the same thing. Like most people think he's a jerkwad, but it's really, he just, he's obsessed is what he is. So there's no balance at the top. Now you have to ask yourself before, like, okay, what is my goal? And what is required of me to get to that goal? And if you truly want that goal more than you want the comforts or whatever thing you are giving up, you will, you will sacrifice those things. So from a personal anecdote, um, around 18 or 19, I started getting into this thing called bodybuilding. Um, I was a, a high school and coll collegiate uh, baseball player, football player, wrestler. Uh, so I already knew hard work, I knew dedication, all that stuff, but I wasn't like fully like passionate or like consumed with those sports. Um, it was just my athletic, you know, nature. Uh, but when I started getting into to, to bodybuilding, I got bit by the proverbial iron bug, meaning I got, I became obsessed. Like, and at that time I thought I was going to be pro like within like four years. And we already told the story a few times, but, um, didn't actually happen that way. But, uh, the so social circle that I hung out with were not the same way. They still valued very much the parties on the weekends, you know, uh, going out to eat, having pizza, chasing girls, like all that stuff. And I made it up in my mind that that stuff wasn't worth that. Like, 
I didn't get that much fulfillment out of drinking on the weekends and, and waking up hungover and feeling like crap. And, and even the, the fulfillment of like chasing girls and going to the clubs and like, you know, that, that instant gratification of, oh, this girl likes me. Like, I didn't really get much out of that. So I slowly, actually, I should say slowly, it was very hard cut. Like, I just stopped doing it, like, all of a sudden. And wouldn't you know, within a couple years, the vast majority of my friends of those, that social circle, they no longer were in my life anymore. So I sacrificed a lot of them. Ironically, the one person that I've still remained close to, um, he's, a, he's a Green Beret. So he's a, just as hardcore psycho as I am. Uh, and he's all about going all in and hardcore. He just does everything to the max. So that, uh, I, I think what's important to say, like, you know, you're going to give up things, um, if you want something bad enough, like there has to be a trade-off and the more extreme the goal, the more extreme the trade-off. I wouldn't say that I'm on the level of like LeBron James or Jeff Bezos, like people working 120, 140 hours a week, but you don't see the, the, the previous 20 years of what it took mm -hmm. to make Amazon, what Amazon is today. Like yeah. Jeff Bezos was waking up, like sleeping in the office for two hours before he worked another 22 hour day. Like he did that seven days a week for 20 years before he became a billionaire. Like we don't see that. We just see the dude now that has the moxie and wears the glasses and looks all suave and literally just bought the most expensive yacht in the entire world. It's, it's a yacht so big that it has its own freaking yacht. Like that's how big this yacht is. But it didn't, wasn't just handed to him. He traded so much for that yacht. And um, I, I think it's really important. Like we talk about weight loss. There is absolutely a trade-off when you want to be healthier. Absolutely. We were just talking about this this morning on our team huddle, you know, um, where our money goes, where our time goes. Those are our two biggest indicators of where our priorities are, right? So in the beginning, we might not have a lot of money, but we have a lot of time. So we're going to invest all of that time. And then once we get that money, now we can start taking back some of that time and start to outsource and delegate. That's essentially what, what Bezos and Musk and all those high performers financially have done. Same thing with fitness. In the beginning, you might not have a lot of knowledge, but you got a lot of time and you, you got some money. And, and if we're spending money on, you know, Jack in the Box and Taco Bell and, and, and eating out on the weekends or going through, a, you know, drive through drinks, alcohol, like those are all currency that we now can take back and put towards what our actual priority is. So time and money are our two biggest resources that we have that show where our priorities and where our sacrifices are going. So that's a long-winded answer there. It's beautiful. And I think, I think to kind of summarize kind of what you guys were saying is that, you know, and actually maybe this will summarize it. Maybe this is something different a little bit, uh, but like what you're willing to give up is a direct reflection of like what, like what you can achieve. And so something as simple as like sacrificing the booze and the partying and like John said, and like sacrificing the pizza or whatever it may be is like what you're willing to give up. Like, it doesn't matter that you actually give those things up. Like, again, like by themselves, nothing is bad or good, but it's like, it's your willingness to just say, I'm willing to give this up because this goal is important. It just shows, I think John said this, like it, it is a priority. And I think that's ultimately what it is. It's just, um, it's just like, are, are you willing to give it all up in order for you to get to this goal? And if you're not, maybe your goal is not big enough, honestly, maybe, maybe you pick the right goal. And I think that's maybe the, the subliminal message to this is that like, if you're not willing to give up everything for this goal, um, now it doesn't mean you have to, but it's like you must be willing to, maybe your goal is not big enough. Maybe you don't, maybe we got to go back to step one and say, what actually excites you? What actually do you want in your life? And so that's, that's how I would uh, add, a, add a little twist to that. So, um, so this is, so this is something that we've talked a lot about uh, in like the previous Limitless series. 
And establishing a definite date in which you intend to possess the money you desire, or in this case, to possess the, the, the weight you desire or the body you desire. And so we've actually talked about this in multiple different ways. And so, uh, John, obviously start with this one, but why do you think it's important to actually have some sort of definite date, some sort of timeline in order for you to achieve a goal? A couple of reasons. The obvious one is to give yourself a, a kick in the butt. Be like, okay, if I want to do this, which I do, and I want to do it by this date, assuming it's a realistic date, then I know how to measure the steps that I need to get there. So like, like Tim, you mentioned, if you want to lose 50 pounds in five months, you got to lose 10 pounds a month. Or if you want to lose 50 pounds in a year, it's whatever, it's, you know, 4.25 pounds a month, uh, something like that. Math is interesting, but it just outlines like what you actually need to accomplish from little bits of, of time over and over again to actually get where you want to be. And if you don't have a date in mind, or, or at, least, at the very least, like a general idea, then you're not exactly going to have a fire under your ass to get going. Right? Like, oh, I got all the time in the world, right? I want to make $100,000 a year someday. Well, you know, I'll get there eventually. As long as I'm making more each month, I'll get there eventually. But in order to, to actually feel fulfillment by saying, I accomplished this goal when I said I would, then you actually, again, you get that fire lit under you. It just makes it easier to take the step every single day to get to where you want to be. Tim, why, why do you think it's important to actually have a concrete or a definite date to hit a money goal or weight loss goal? So in a word, urgency. Hmm. And uh, I know you did this and I'm doing this right now. So Logan, how long ago was it? It was like four, eight weeks ago, you had that photo shoot that you and Katie got like peeled for. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and I have what, nine days before or yeah, nine, 10 days before my competition mm-hmm. from first competition. Um, it puts, it literally lights a fire in your butt. Like, and, and I've tried this, I've trial tested this in the past. So there was a span about four years ago um, when I wasn't competing um, and I kind of, you know, opened my gym and I'd kind of let myself go, so to speak. Like I still trained, but I wasn't maybe eating as well. And uh, I knew that I didn't have the uh, time resources to invest towards a competition, but um, I still wanted to like get lean. So I told my, my wife at the time, like, hey, we're going to do this, set a date. We're just going to have a, you know, this, this uh, etherical date in the future that we're going to get in really good shape for. And it was so freaking hard to actually do the things that I needed to do. Uh, I still got in decent shape, but I would not say it was like stellar shape during that time. Because when you're met with like a, a temptation or fatigue, or let's say like a conflict of interest, it's so easy to say yes to the things that, um, maybe occupy more importance than, than they would otherwise would if you knew that you had this like hard date in the sand that you needed to make it happen by. So I think having that date is important because of urgency. Um, but then to, to, to button up to that, I think pick the right date too, right? Like, like if, if your goal is, is to lose 50 pounds and you're like, oh, my, my, I'm, I want to lose 50 pounds by my sister's wedding in, in four weeks. That's not necessarily realistic. You can probably make it happen. You absolutely can make it happen, but it might not be the best idea. So having before even like setting a date, like you probably should have a a realistic expectation going into setting that hard date. Yeah. And I think there is like a a small difference between a money goal and weight loss goal in this situation, because obviously there's like drastic ways to, to lose weight. And I think ultimately understanding that, you know, it's one piece to lose the weight. It's the second piece to keep it off. And so like to crash diet, which is like using wedding as a great example, a lot of, you know, 
people, I won't say like women or men, like they will crash diet in order to like look a certain way on wedding day. And then all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, they're like 20 pounds heavier than they were when they first started this whole thing. And that's, and then they end up living the rest of their married life that way. Right. Um, happens all the time. Wouldn't that be similar to like robbing a bank or yeah. like financial fraud of like, Oh, I want to be a millionaire in six months. There's yeah. no like realistic way to do that. So I'm just going to go rob chase or I'm going to go, you know, rip off my friends. Like it's yeah. a unethical, like shortcut that never works out well for you end up in prison. Perfect example. Perfect analogy. Right. It's like you can get rich fast too. Right. But is it like, are you doing ethical, you know, and, and it, is it sustainable? And would you tell your kids about it? Right. Maybe, maybe exactly those are your three things <laughs> and not so, to mention did you learn any of the prerequisite skills to maintain that wealth so mm -hmm. like look at the the stats yes. of people that win the lottery like the majority the vast majority of them go bankrupt within the next two years because yeah. they didn't learn any skills to keep that money because that's the other half of the equation get get the money keep the money yeah same thing in weight loss right it's like one thing to lose weight and then the next way to keep the weight and that's obviously having principles mindset uh understanding the knowledge, the information, uh, accountability, things like that, or the things that actually help you keep the weight off, not just lose weight. Anybody can crash diet, anyone can not eat, anyone can can cheat, anyone can can, can do things, you know, that are, are, are un unethical to lose weight, you know, speed pills, uh, <laughs> drugs, or maybe smoking, you know, but like, is that something that is actually sustainable? So I think uh, that's, that is, that's the only caveat I, I would, I would put to what you guys talked about, just understanding that uh, it's, that's the small difference, but okay. Next piece of desire. Um, and this is something that we are all really big upon. And that's like writing out a clear, concise statement of the amount of money you intend to acquire, the time limit and what you intend to give in return for the money and describe the plan through which you intend to accumulate it. So this basically is combining the first three uh, steps to desire, which is like, okay, you got to know uh, how much you intend, like, like, what is your goal? Basically like, what that's your goal? Uh, when are you going to achieve it? And then like, what do you intend to give up for it? Uh, and then like, what is your action plan to actually get there, right? So it's actually really logical from, from what we just talked about. Um, and so we obviously are big and talking about goals, writing those things down, putting timelines to those. And so Tim, tell me like, like, like when you see this, why is this so important to actually write this down? Why is it important for you to have a plan? Because a, a goal without a plan is just a dream. Like, like you're not going to actually do it. And uh, I, I think that this is more like a li living and breathing document, not necessarily. That's why we do it every day yeah. because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Like you start off with this rough framework of, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to accumulate this much wealth per day. And I'm going to, I'm willing to give up X, Y, and Z to do this. But then you find out that, oh, it takes a lot more sacrifice than I thought it did. <laughs> and a lot more effort and it might take more time. So I think it's important to keep revisiting this on a daily basis for, for two different reasons. Number one is it just keeps it front of mind, right? Like it, it's constantly on your on your conscious mind and living within your, your subconscious. Um, number two is that it will evolve as you go through this process. And, and awesome, like I, I look back at my notes from Pat cause I keep a meticulous journals about all of my diet, my training. And I've done this since I've been like 18. And I can look back and I, I can learn things. Like I literally pick up trends. I like I gather data and I can actually, um, sometimes you forget like four years ago, oh, I hit this plateau. And I look at my journal like, oh, that's what I did to break that plateau. That time I'm gonna implement it again. But if I didn't keep that data, I didn't have that journal, I wouldn't have known. So I think it's uh, it's important to keep this this information for a few different reasons. Yeah. And I think the, the thing that I, 
picked up what you just said is understanding that like just because you hit this goal, this first goal, whether it's the money goal or weight loss goal, like understand that you're going to have more goals. Like it actually, there is no end. Like the, the game is not like, it's not like basketball, which we were referencing earlier. It's not, it's not like there's a, a finite start stop. Like the game of health and wealth, like it never stops. Right. And so the actual point, this is straight from, from Alex from us is like the point is not to win the game. Right. The point is to stay inside the game. And the only way you stay inside the game is if you find ways to keep winning. Right. So that means like you set the first goal, make hundred thousand dollars, lose 50 pounds. What's the next goal? Like, like what is the next goal? Right. It's like, okay, now I have hundred thousand dollars. You know, the reason why I want to make hundred thousand dollars is because, well, I want to take care of my family. It's like, okay, now I'm going to go on a vacation every, every single, you know, every four weeks, whatever it might be. And they're like, okay, now I'm able to go on vacation. Like, what's my next goal? Now I want to make a million dollars because now I realize that I can help a lot more people. Right. And then boom. So all of a sudden you set the next goal and you have any of your, you have a why behind it. Same thing with, with weight loss. Right. It's like, I, I want to lose 50 pounds. Why? Well, cause I want to feel good about myself because I want to be able to, to make more money at my job. Boom. Happens. Right. And he goes like, Oh, you know what? Actually I need to like get even better shape because now I want to help other people have the same experience I do. So I'm going to be a coach. Right. Boom. Next level. And so it's always understanding that like what you're doing right now is just setting up for the next goal. And so that's why it's important to actually continue to write these things down. So you actually can, because the only reason that people end up falling backwards, whether it's health or wealth is because they stop achieving. They stop looking for the next goal. And then when, when we're not looking for the next goal, we're not doing anything. We are aimlessly going through life. Uh, and we end up getting really sad, really depressed because we have no direction. And like the worst thing you can have is no direction in life. And that's, that's where depression comes from. That's where anxiety comes from. It comes from the fear of unknown. And honestly, it's just too much time in your freaking hands. Um, Grant Cardone is one of my favorite people talk about this. He's like, white, white space on the calendar is the devil, right? The moment you start thinking about like, you have time to think, the moment you have time to sit around and do nothing to your thumbs is, is the moment you have, you start thinking about all your, you, you either do one of two things, right? Either one, like you think yourself into depression because you're like, oh, like I should be doing this and this, or you distract yourself with things that probably aren't good for you, like booze, like Netflix, like whatever. I'm not saying Netflix or booze are necessarily bad, but I'm just saying like, these are the type of things that get people into these these distractions that end up keeping them from actually achieving their goals because they won't actually sit time. They don't, it distracts them from what they actually truly want in life because they actually haven't spent the time to say, I'm going to sit down and think what I want in life, <laughs> right? Um, so anyway, John thoughts on this one i actually want to talk about the you know the point is to this the state in the game there is no winning the game the game doesn't end no. um just thinking about relationships in that way actually i've seen a lot of a lot of marriages in my life that have not done well and a big part of it is like they think that getting married is like okay we did it we're done like that's that's the end you know we lived together for seven years and then uh and then you know we're engaged for another two years then we got married and everything's just gonna be great well, instead, like that has to be the, the beginning of something new, a new goal, right? It's the same thing as like, okay, I lost 50 pounds. Now I'm just going to binge. Like it doesn't make any sense. And so like once you, once you do get to a certain point, if you aren't still writing down your goals, still writing down what you are willing to sacrifice because you're always going to be sacrificing something, then all of a sudden you're, you're out of the game and you're going to lose what it is that you work so hard for. And so that's, that's really all I got to say about it, but just the way that that equates to to relationships I found very interesting. Weddings shouldn't be at the beginning of the marriage. They should be like 10 years in, 20 years in. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I find it, that a really amazing uh, analogy. Um, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with, oh, gosh. Uh, so there's this pastor that wrote a, a book called uh, Real Marriage. And he said that the, the problem with, with marriage and especially with our high divorce rate is that we're all playing the game for day one, which is the day of the marriage, when really we should be playing the game for the last day, for our funeral, 
Yeah. What should that look like? We should be excited and planning the party for the last day, not the first day. So, like that. so important. And like, I've, I've never heard that before. And I like, I think that intuitively, like that's something that I truly believed in is like, if I'm going to, like, if I'm going to marriage, it's not something that I can do first time doing because I want to do this forever. And especially coming from uh, divorced parents, I was like, I don't want to go through that situation. Um, you know, I think that, that what you said right there is, is really important. I think it's one of the biggest reasons why I got married in my living room is just because like, I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't feel the necessary thing to like have this, the celebration of marriage. Like we would have got married at the courthouse if we could have, but uh, it was an option. So we got married in a living room, but uh, anyway, side note on that. <laughs> okay. And then, um, and this is something I think is so important. Again, like all these things are like, duh, Logan. Tim, John, like these, like nothing we're saying today is revolutionary. Nothing we're saying today is probably new. It's probably just same things that you've heard, but maybe today you heard a different way. Maybe you hear a story from Tim or from John or from myself. You're like, oh, like maybe something clicked for you, right? But like reading that statement that you made, your goals out loud, right? And then we'll bring some structure to this. So like twice a day, this is like basically in the morning and at nighttime. Um, and as you read it, like you see it, you feel it, you believe it. Like you're in possession of the money. You already are a fit person. You're a wealthy body. Like as you, as you're able to do these things, like they're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know, but are you doing it? And are doing it consistently? Like that's the difference between you actually getting to your goal and being successful and you being like, why is this not happening? It's just consistency on doing all these little things every single day. Um, so Tim, you want to piggyback on that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So um, I think it's it, it's important to, to think about this, uh, your your brain, you, the way you think, almost in the sense of like your brain is like a computer, right? Like we are writing a program every single day. We are literally updating our software every single day. Um, and, and really like in the morning, starting off your day, giving yourself purpose for the day, every single day. And then as you go to bed, there are some cool stuff that happens when you read it before you go to bed because then your unconscious brain works unconsciously while you're sleeping. Um, so so that's, that's first and foremost. Um, but a personal anecdote is, so every single morning on our, our daily huddles, um, we go through our, our manifesto and then we also read why in every interaction counts. And I'm gonna be blatantly honest, every day I'm not excited about reading them. Like before I'm like, gosh, we say these every flipping day. But after reading them, it's the repetition. It reminds me like, yes, this is exactly why I show up today. I might not have slept well last night. I might be tired as hell. I might be hungry, but you know what? Every interaction counts. And we read a bunch of stats of why everything counts. And I never once regretted reading them every single morning. Even if I went into it thinking, I don't want to read this this morning. So it's the same thing with your goals, same thing with your mission. Um, I think the worst thing a person can have is be a rudderless ship. So just adrift at the sea. Like you've never heard of good stories, anything good happening from a ship that didn't have a rudder. Like they always wreck and, and drown and die. That's generally what happens. So we're the same way. We need to calibrate our GPS every single morning and then remind ourselves before we go to bed exactly why we're doing what we're doing. Think about this. This, this, this analogy that I think I've heard before. It's like, Tim, let's say you're going on a trip, okay? You have no idea where you want to go. How are you gonna get there? Are you gonna take a plane? You can take a boat? Are you gonna walk? I don't even know where the hell I'm going. <laughs> my trip might be to the end of the street and be like, you know what? I'm not doing it. 
right? And I think that's that, that, that's really it. To like, so like in your life, you can take trips to the street, you can take trips uh, across town, you can take trips to different states, you can take trips to different countries, right? And ultimately, like once you decide where you want to go, let's say you want to go across the, a street, like what are your what are your options in order to get across the street? Like you, you can walk. There's no yeah. second option to get across the street. Yeah. You might take your skateboard, your scooter. Yeah. Now, if you decide you want to go to, let's say Canada, right? How could you go to Canada? And let's say we're in Montana, just for an example. Mm -hmm. So generally now we're looking at either plane flight or car, like different modes of transportation. Yeah. Let's say you wanted to go to, to Africa. Yeah, plane, car, yeah. and then ship. Now we have a different mode, yeah. There you go. And so just always understand like where you're going it gives you different modalities gives you different ways to get there and i think that's honestly why people don't like, like they feel so lost when it comes to their health and fitness is because they actually don't know where they're going so they're like well should it be keto should i go to the gym should i have a personal trainer well where the hell are you going like it, honestly like all those things can help all those things can be the the that they get you to your destination but like what is best for you like how far are you going how far do you need to go like do you should go down the street yeah maybe you should get a gym membership do you want to go to Africa? You're going a long ways away. Like maybe you need to take first class. Maybe take a private jet, right? And that's like obviously a joke amongst us because that's what one of our, our programs is called. But, you know, it's uh, it's like, if you look at it from that point of view, it's like, if you don't know where the hell you're going, like, of course, you're not going to have, like, you, you, you're not going to know the path because you don't know where the hell you're going. I think all the way back to, to, to the piece of this, to the very first is that you must have clear, a clear goal, a clear roadmap of where that you want to get to. Right. And this is what this does. Like once you have that, then you read it out loud every single day and it helps you just understand where you need to go. Like it actually gives you the path. It shows you like, what are your options? And then you start to like, start to manifest it. Where, where, where do you need to go with this? Um, John, what are your thoughts on this? More so the, the antithesis of it is like, okay, what if you don't, like, what if you, what if you just write it down once and then you, ha you have this goal in the back of your head forever. And, yeah. and like, what happens then? And odds are pretty darn good. If you write down a goal once and you never think it, never say it, all, all you do is be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. You don't get there. And of course, this whole thing is about how to actually get to your goals. Like that's, that's the whole point of this. And, and this is in a, an essential piece for it because if it's not top of mind, you will subconsciously or even consciously act directly against it. It's not even a matter of saying like, oh, I'm going to you know, not do all the things I need to do. Eventually, you're going to do nothing. Eventually, you're not you're you're going to lose the inspiration, lose the motivation because you have no path anymore. It's not even on purpose, but but if you're not constantly keeping what you want in top of mind, you will not get it because you have no reason to. Your brain has no reason to make any changes, like Tim was saying. It has no reason to reprogram because there's nothing to reprogram. It's going to reprogram you into what feels comfortable, which is doing what you're thinking about, which is absolutely freaking nothing. So it, it's it's just it's really driving home the importance of it. Because if you're not, again, if you're not keeping the top of mind, you're not going to get there. You're going to, it's going to suck to put it like. And if we think about um, our desire, like to bring it back to the whole point of the, of the slideshows is um, we think of our desire as a fire and every single morning and every single night, we're putting logs on that fire. That desire is going to grow hotter and hotter and hotter. But if we don't write our stuff down and we don't bring this to front of mind every single day, what does the flame do? It eventually runs out. So if you think about desire as, as literally a fire lit inside of you, we got to keep adding logs to that fire. And then the more little evidences that we get of progress, it's like dumping gasoline on top of those logs that are already burning and just perpetuates itself forward. Yeah. And what I finish it out with is 
the importance of this very last sentence, so it, it doesn't go unnoticed, is that like as you are reading these these goals, you're reading this plan, you're actually believing it, you're seeing it, you're actually manifesting it, right? And I think this part is really important to understand is that we when we when we have a goal, whether it's making a certain amount of money, possession of money, or, or, or possession of our body, or, or at a certain way, we the reason why we want that goal is because we think it's make us it's going to make us feel a certain way. And here's like, here's the secret. And we talked about this in, in the in Limitless episode, but the secret is that you don't have to wait to have that feeling till you are in possession of that money or you're in possession of that body or you're in possession of that weight loss. Like you can have that feeling right now. And in fact, you need to have it right now because it's like, that's, that's actually what fuels your desire. Because all of a sudden you, you get the experience, you get the taste, you get the feeling like, oh yeah, that feeling is good. I want more of that. And that's what actually, like you just said, Tim, and like it actually like the evidence, you start to feel a little bit of that, you start to see it, and then just like sparks that fire and all of a sudden it becomes so much where this passion is just like, there's no, there's absolutely no freaking way I will not accomplish this goal. I know it's gonna happen. And that's where that true conviction comes from is because you have this belief in yourself, right? And it's funny because like by, by definition, by you setting out to a goal, it means that you haven't achieved it yet. So you actually have not actually truly experienced what it is. And so like, it's funny because it does and doesn't make sense at the same time, right? But, um, and so in order for you actually to achieve something, you must believe it before you actually see it. And that starts in your mind, it starts with you experiencing and feeling it and like continue to find little evidence every single day to like add to your story and to see yourself in possession of the money, in possession of the weight loss. And then all of a sudden like, oh, that feeling is so good. And you almost like trick yourself into like believing it's true. And all of a sudden it just happens, right? Because you continue to like find evidence continue to do the things that you know that you need to do or that you believe you need to do, which ultimately are, to the, are both the same thing that gets you closer to that goal. And so I think that's the, like, that is actually one of the most important pieces is like having faith, which is actually going to be the, the, the whole, the whole next piece of this, but that desire gets, it gets, uh, it, it, it's grown through you actually manifesting, believing it and not waiting until, you know, you're on stage. It's, it's you, it's you experiencing that every single day, every single morning. And that's actually the true value of, of having your goals at, and knowing what you want, you get that feeling today. Because honestly, that feeling is freaking amazing. <laughs> so I don't know, it's kind of a little tangent. Do you guys want to add anything to that, actually? No, solid. Oh, that's a good, a good tangent to end on. Perfect. So that is, uh, that's going to be the end of our first step towards riches, which is desire. Next week, we're coming back with, uh, with faith, I believe. Uh, I, I'm going to have faith that we're going to go with faith next week. Uh, that'll be the second step in our, in our journey in this um, Think and Grow Rich mindset. And uh, man, I'm, gonna, I'm excited about this. Uh, this book truly is, is amazing. And I'm just excited to dive deep on it again next week. And I we appreciate you, Tim and John, for hopping on here today and giving your your uh, your insights and your feedback and, and telling your stories. It's it's just so cool. We we talk about this a lot. Like we've learned so much from these, probably more than anybody else who's who's listening to these do. But uh, you know, if 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 we learn, you know, on a scale of one to ten, we learn a ten and you learn a nine or an eight, then like everybody wins. So without further ado, appreciate you guys. Appreciate everyone who's listening. Happy Wednesday. We'll be back next week. All right. Bye. Yeah.